Welcome to Live and Love Your Brand, a podcast to support you in sharing your message and mission with the world. I'm your host, Emma Lovell. I'm lovely by name, lovely by nature. I'm a personal branding specialist with a mission to support female entrepreneurs to live and love their brand. I've been running my business, Lovely Communications, for more than 12 years, and I can hand on heart say that my success has come from the strength of my personal brand. I believe in the power of owning and sharing our story. I want to help you own your story, shop consistently, and really put yourself out there. So here on the podcast, you'll find helpful tips, practical exercises, and joyful discussions that will inspire you to reconnect with your brand and communicate it more effectively. I'll be joined by incredible experts to discuss how personal branding can have a huge impact on your business and on your life. I'd love to hear from you, so please make sure to connect over on social media. You can find me on Instagram at lovelycoms, that's L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, double the L means double the life, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and you can join in the conversation in our lovely community, the Live and Love Your Brand Facebook group. Of course, make sure to come back weekly as each new episode drops. I can't wait to share with you how to gain clarity, build confidence, and increase connections all by sharing your unique personal brand with the world. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast. I am so excited because today is our first episode with a guest. I am welcoming my incredible colleague and friend, Jane Hilston. Jane is the CEO and founder of Dragonfly Marketing and the How To Do Marketing Academy. And we met through Business Chicks Business Club and she is just such an incredibly generous and wise and talented marketer. I have had the the pleasure of being in one of Jane's masterclasses that she presented to Business Chicks and just felt so blown away by how practical and supportive that her marketing knowledge was. So I'm really excited to have her here today to share with you because marketing yourself, marketing a small business can be a challenge and this is Jane's specialty. I also had the pleasure of being on Jane's podcast to talk about the difference between personal brand and business brand and how they can work together. So I'll pop that episode in the show notes so you can have a listen, but let me just introduce this wonderful woman. Jane Hilsden is a passionate, award-winning marketer dedicated to helping small businesses in regional Australia create high-impact marketing campaigns with a small budget. She's the founder and CEO of Dragonfly Marketing, author of How to Do Marketing, a comprehensive guide for small businesses, and host of the How to Do Marketing show. Jane created the book and the podcast to help business owners employ small, smart strategy and creative thinking to help ensure that their marketing delivers a healthy return on investment for their business. A passionate and committed advocate to the marketing profession, Jane is a certified practicing marketer, chair of the Australian Marketing Institute of New South Wales Committee, a mentor in the Australian Marketing Institute Emerging Marketers Program, and a judge for the Australian Marketing Institute Awards for Excellence. I told you she's generous and giving. Fun fact, Jane also studied fashion design at East Sydney Tech, just in case things didn't work out on the marketing front. But as we know, she has made it work and she's doing incredible things. If you would like to connect with Jane, and she will share at the end, but I want to just get it in there right now. If you want to connect with Jane, go to her website, howtodomarketing.com.au. You can find her on Twitter, 
You can find her on Instagram, How To Do Marketing Academy, on Facebook, How To Do Marketing Academy again. And you can also find her at the podcast, How To Do Marketing Show. But let's get into this podcast and welcome the incredible Jane and get some awesome marketing tips for our business and for ourselves. Lovely Communications is based on the Gold Coast and recognises Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first peoples of this place, now known as Australia. We are grateful for the continuing care of the lands, waterways and skies where we work, live, listen, learn and play. From here on your Gumbe country and from wherever you are listening, we respect the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to the Live and Love Your Brand podcast, Jane Hilston. Thank you so much, Em. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm very excited. We have done a little bit of podcast swapping, but this is my new podcast and I'm really excited because what you know, when I was creating this, one of the people I had to have on here was you and your marketing genius. But tell me, in your words, a little bit about you. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I am a marketing consultant. I'm based on the mid-north coast of New South Wales and I have two businesses now. One is a marketing agency, Dragonfly Marketing, and that's where we will do the, the marketing for small businesses. And I've recently just launched the How to Do Marketing Academy, which is where we teach people how to do marketing. And again, small businesses. Um, I've been in marketing for over 20 years now. Uh, really, really passionate about this space, particularly passionate about working with small businesses. Uh, um, and as I'm based regionally, I love working with fellow regionally based businesses but I also work with a lot of city businesses as well. <laughs> I love it. But you are very, yes, very much an advocate for the small businesses. Now tell me, yes, I would love a little bit of your origin story. So you said you've been in it for 20 years, but how did you get into this marketing game and, and become the genius that you are? <laughs> oh, God, love you. You're very, um, very sweet. I got into it from the beginning and I think we all kind of reflect back you know to, to when we finished school and and when I mean I went straight into university I probably didn't have a lot of time to think but both my parents were in some some form of marketing my mum was in health promotion and my dad was always in sales and marketing so I kind of you know knew what that looked like and I felt when I was choosing my university degree well you know business seems like a safe enough avenue and marketing seems like the most interesting part of business so I did a um, degree in marketing and sub-majored in advertising and really really enjoyed it um, in that degree I think it's very much that the academics and the theory behind marketing you're you're thought to think uh, you know you're taught to think I should say that um, I guess marketing marketing careers exist within corporations, large mm. organisations. So yeah. the marketing career pathway to me, well, certainly the perception that I had got was that, you know, you kind of started at a junior level in a large international corporate organisation and you worked your way up. Now, of course, if you can picture, you know, 25 years ago, the internet wasn't a thing. 
Yeah. It was not even a thing. You know, social media was not a thing. Emailing was not a thing. So there was no digital marketing back at this point. So it was a lot of kind of traditional marketing. Anyway, so um, a traditional pathway was to kind of start in, as a junior marketer or, a, a, or, or in sales. I started in recruitment with Michael Page International, large corporate. Um, that was a great, great start in terms of introducing me to the world of, of corporate and how much fun that can be. Um, I worked in that role for a couple of years before going and working for them in London, And it was in London that I actually moved across to their marketing department after three years of being in the kind of sales bit, um, moved across to the marketing department. Um, So after I'd kind of travelled and worked in London and and come home, um, I think my my big goal of of travel had been realised. So I was a bit lost as to kind of where to take that career next. I must say I I wasn't really gelling with the corporate world Mm. of marketing. And this was just at the beginning. Anyway, so I kind of bounced around when I got what well, got back and tried out a whole different kind of bunch of roles. Because when you look at marketing, it's a huge, um, you know, there's a there's a huge breadth of roles and, and things that you can be doing. So and it becomes a anyway. bit of a word, doesn't it? You know, marketing and it, well, it's a, it's marketing, a, marketing. And you're like, what does it mean? Like, <laughs> and honestly, the roles that I tried, like one was in PR, one was in like this incentive agency that worked with like Toyota and pharmaceuticals that incentivized their their sales rep and that was in marketing and I, I did three months there and I went this is not what I consider I mean it is marketing like yeah. all of this is is marketing but that wasn't my definition of it anyway I bounced and bounced and bounced and didn't really like anything had a little side jaunt and went and studied fashion and um, I started working you know in vintage sellers in Double Bay in the retail because I thought well if I'm going to do marketing, I'll, I'll do it about, you know, I'll do it in an industry that I'm passionate about. So I thought, well, if I study fashion and I, and I drink lots of wine, then perhaps <laughs> I'll get into those industries. And I did, um, but I still wasn't feeling it. And then one day I actually took a role with a friend of mine who had a catering business in Ultimo, small business, four people, and um I remember sitting down next to him on the very first day and it really hitting me that, you know, it was up to me to to grow this business. Like the marketing department sat with me and if I failed in my job, well, then he didn't pay his mortgage. (laughs) And if I succeeded, I got him to help. I got to help him, you know, realise his dream of growing a successful business. So for me, that that was so inspiring and I felt so alive and energised at that and and moving into that role and kind of working through the planning and the implementation and doing everything myself but then seeing how that affected the bottom line. Like it was, a you know, you would just mm-hmm. have that immediate connection yep. as to how your activity was affecting the bottom line. And for me, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. Marketing in small businesses. Got it. <laughs> After all these years. Uh, Jane, it was when I listened to that, actually, you talked a little bit about that origin story on one of your episodes on your podcast, the How to Do Marketing show recently. And I was I actually got a little tingles when I heard you talking about that, because that is so true. It's that 
you know, in small business, the buck stops with you and it is all on you and it is all about you. And I too love working with small businesses and love working with the decision maker. And it's, it's such a different experience. And I feel like everybody should have that experience at some point in their career because it's so different. And then going in and doing contracts at times where you're just a cog in this huge marketing wheel and everyone is so laser focused on whatever their little sort of fraction of, of the marketing it is. And they don't look at that integrated marketing and how it all plays in together and how this should be talking to this. And yes, you know, that can kind of get lost and that that's a bit like, you know, in a big company, but I agree when you at university, especially when we went and we were yeah. of, of the generation that, um, we oh, learned the digital. You're so much younger than me. No, you are my... not my generation, but you're very sweet to put me in there. <laughs> I'm of your business generation, definitely. And, yeah. you know, but we went, you know, social media was coming with us. You know, we, um, digital was coming with us. Like, it wasn't really even in my degree. And I had to prove what social media was. I used to um, be a social media specialist. I had to prove that job and now it's just like you need a social media person like even in a small small business they they might have a social media person but the way I used to explain it was like I, I'm under the marketing umbrella and I'm on the probably more the promotion-y PR-y side but it, it's huge yeah. that marketing and so for a small business who you work with it can be quite daunting. And I think people are going around going, I need to do marketing. I didn't need to do marketing, but they don't know what it means. So how do you help a business, I guess, start when they're doing that? I need marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of my academy clients described it beautifully when I caught up with her at the end of her 12 months, the, the last academy that I ran. And she she said, before I, I was introduced to your marketing um, system, she said it was honestly like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Mm -hmm. She said, I was so overwhelmed. Like you look down the barrel of marketing and you're like, where do I start? So, and, and it's funny, if I go back to a point that you just raised in terms of the, the integration of, of social media, I remember when Facebook was first a thing, you're absolutely right. I remember trying to convince businesses, like dragging them along going, guys, this is where we need to be. You know, this is where your customers are now, da, 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 da. And them just refusing, oh, it's rubbish. You know, it's not a thing. Oh, it's why, <laughs> why would we need to be there? We've been doing radio for ages. Why would we switch? Um, so it's and not, not that it was a matter of switching, it was just a matter of adding it to the mix, but it took them so long. And now what I find is that's what they're coming to me with front and foremost. So, so as opposed to me pulling them along now that they will, you know, a lot of the leads, a lot of the small businesses who will call me will say, I need to be on Facebook or I need to be on Instagram. Can you help me? Can you help me with my social media? So... That's what we don't do. <laughs> we don't just jump in and start helping a business with their Facebook or their Instagram or whatever tactic um, that they might think that they need. So we don't do that. What we do do is we peel it right back and we start it from the beginning. And, and that simply comes, you know, with a question of 
why do you need Facebook? Mm -hmm. What is it that you're actually looking to do with Facebook? Why do you feel like you actually need some social media marketing? Oh, well, not enough people know about us or we're not getting enough sales or we're in a highly competitive industry or we need to scale the business, you know. Okay, so now we're peeling it back Mm -hmm. and that's exactly where we start. We always start with a strategy and, and the strategy is simple but it's considered. What is it that your business is looking to do? What is your business priorities? Because not all small business owners have the same um objective you know particularly in the in the short term so generally we will tend to work with motivated and ambitious small business owners who want to grow so the growth's a given um there's not a lot of point employing us if you're literally just happy kind of staying where you are and plenty of people are regionally you know and and probably in this as well plenty of people are happy with the income that they earn with the amount of you know employers that they employ and they're good with that and and that's great Um, But for those businesses who actually want to grow um, and build a sustainable brand, that's where we'll sit down and we start with the strategy. What is it that you're looking to do? Who is it that you're looking to appeal to? Who's your perfect customer? And there might be segments of those Mm. those customers. And so we really deep dive into that. Um, Customer insight informs the majority of our strategy and our implementation um, so, so we look at that. We look at their brand. We look at their um, existing market space. So we look at all of the strategic considerations um, that you would expect to, to inf- you know, to make smart, informed decisions. Um, once we've kind of started on that strategy process, where it's, once we've done that strategy building, we actually go, and, and I talked about deep dive into, into customers, we actually go as part of our planning and strategy process and actually interview either existing customers or oh, so good. potential customers to, mm. to understand the perspective from their worldview because the business owner will always have a certain perspective Yep, <laughs> and then the customer is going to have a very different one. We have very, very different world views. Um, so we go and investigate it from the from the customer point of view, but we also so it's yes, it's investigating their perspective and their experience and how they see the world, but it's also just asking simple questions like, what is your what is the social media channel that you use the most? Yeah. You know, like why why should we as as business owners and marketers sit here guessing which social media channel are you know our customers are on? Like, well, why don't just go and ask them? You know, what other media channels do they listen to? Do, other, do they listen to podcasts? Do they subscribe yep. to email? It's, you know, we just go and ask. Or just doing it because everyone else is doing it. And I think that's what I found, like you said, around that Facebook thing. It was like, oh, everybody's there, so we've got to be there. And so yeah. you had that real tipping point, didn't you, where you, you were convincing for a while, but then you had people and I had people coming to me and going, we want to be on all of them. And it's like, but are you going to be able to manage all of them and are you going to be able to be consistent and yeah Yeah. but I love what you said and and there's a real similarity if anybody could this is a podcast so you can't see but I've just been nodding along because everything (laughs) Jane is saying is absolutely um what I work through with my clients too because I get the same thing they come along and then I want my personal brand out there I want to be out there I I want to just be there or I want to be like this and why why you know and who are you talking to and sometimes you know that audience thing is really important and understanding where you are now 
and where yeah. you want to go. And that's, that's for us, the brand audit, doing an audit, like, and people, I think that that's the slowdown process. And probably that's an education piece is that yes. people want to just start doing, but yes. if you don't understand what you've already been doing and what's working and what's not working or why, or where you're at and, and doing that yeah. exploration, I mean, if you do that really well, putting the strategy together, putting the, um, putting the, that messaging together can be really quite simple because the yeah. answers all come out. But ah, if you don't do right. that, you're throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So that's why we start there. We start there and then once we have that insight, we can build out their marketing ecosystem. Right, for the next 12 months, this is what we're going to do to create more awareness. This is what we're going to do to drive more engagement. This is what we're going to do to enhance the conversions and really make sure that we're optimising our, our chances of getting people across the line. This is what we're going to do to drive repeat sales. And this is what we're going to do to encourage brand advocacy. And then once we've mapped out all of that activity, this is how we're going to measure it. So remember the, mm. those goals that we talked about over here. Here's what here's our roadmap of what we're actually going to do to, to, to get there. And here's how we're going to measure that every single month to make sure that we're on track. People miss that piece, that measurement piece, don't they? And I know that's something oh, that you're so many that you really yeah. share and, and we'll have to share the link to it because you've got a brilliant um, download about measurement uh, because it's something that, you know, it is, it's still that spaghetti, even, even businesses that are quite established or have been doing this for a while, they're still just throwing the spaghetti. If you are loving what you're hearing in this episode of Live and Love Your Brand and you want to know how you can start to build your own personal brand, then come and join me in my new How to Live and Love Your Brand online course. You'll gain clarity about how you're coming across in the market and understand how to present your brand. You'll build confidence and feel reconnected to who you are. You can learn how to share your message consistently, understand your target market and how to speak directly to them, write a core set of messages to help you communicate your brand effectively and build a clear strategy for where to share your message and when. And increase your connections with people who align with your values and your vision. By being clear about who you are, you can attract what you want in work and life. It's an eight-week online course, self-paced with group support and coaching directly with me. Yes, I will be personally guiding you through and taking you on a journey from unclear, disconnected and a little lost to having clarity, confidence and building amazing connections in work and life. Head over to lovelycommunications.com and you can register your interest today. It's right at the top of the page, L-O-V-E-L-L-Y communications.com. This course is going to help you to get your brand out there, to increase your confidence and get clear on who you are and how you want to show up in the world. Start attracting the business and life that you want. Okay, let's head back to the episode for more great conversations, tips and exercises to help you live and love your brand. People miss that piece, that measurement piece, don't they? And I know that's something oh, that you're so many. that you really yeah. share and, and we'll have to share the link to it because you've got a brilliant um, download about measurement uh, because it's something that, you know, it is, it's still that spaghetti. Even, even businesses that are quite established or have been doing this for a while, they're still just throwing the spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's right. So with the Dragonfly marketing business, we do that all for them. So the Dragonfly marketing business, 
you know, business owners, they're, they're generally established businesses, you know, five, 10 people plus, um, and they've grown to a point where, you know, where organically they've grown to a very, you know, viable and profitable business level, but they've got to the point where they need the marketing just to polish up what they've got just to and to expand that little bit further to get in front of new markets and all the rest. And they literally, you know, they'll work with us in terms of the strategic planning process and then they kind of dust their hands of it. So mm-hmm. we work with them obviously to, to get the, the marketing going, but they can have the confidence and the peace of mind that, okay, we've got our marketing humming over here. You know, Jane and the team are looking after it um, and we'll just meet once a month and make sure everything's on, on track. Whereas the How To Do Marketing Academy, we show people how to do that over a 12-month period because 12 months is generally the amount of time that it will actually take to put a proper marketing cycle in place. By the time you've done the, you know, the strategy and the customer research and you've put your marketing ecosystem in place and then run it for 12 months, measuring it, it's important to kind of just just understand that you don't kind of do the strategy, get it running and measure it and, you know, have that all summed up in, in two months and see the results, you know, coming through after after six weeks doesn't work like that. It's generally a good solid year. And most businesses, if they really lean in and get it done, they'll start to see, you know, results after six to eight months. Yes. Um, it just depends how much capacity that they've got and resources and budget to, to get things moving. Oh, brilliant. And I loved, I want to go back to a point you made before about the audience and about understanding what you actually want. So you're talking about, yes, as an agency, you would work with, um, you know, businesses that have five to 10 people but then you have some of these businesses and I have the same where clients come to me and they, they want to be out there but when you ask them what they actually want they they only want four to eight clients a month so it's like why are we trying to speak to 10,000 people or a million people or they say to me I don't want to be an influencer I was like I don't want you to be an influencer either or I want to be putting out all this stuff and it's like no well how do we talk to your four customers then how do we understand those four customers and that's you know that's the difference in small business and I mean in any business you should understand why you're doing things who you're talking to how you're going to talk to them and that's going to be the difference isn't it with the the marketing academy you've got so these people like and tell me you know these are sort of probably one to two people in the business or something? Is that is that the sort of people who's going to there, come to there's, well, there's a range of people. Yeah, there's a lot of micro businesses that do it, but there's also, there are also some of the established businesses that do it and generally they'll put pop two people on the course. So it'll be the, the business owner and an admin person or like a junior marketer or someone who's quite keen in, you know, junior in the business who's quite keen to get involved um, so that the business owner, because generally when the business is kind of 5, 10 plus, you, you, the business owner's got, you know, quite a lot on their on their plate sometimes and then sometimes they don't, you know, if they've structured their team well, um, sometimes they they don't and then they do have the time to, to lean in. But, yeah, it, it, it is designed for, for the more of the micro businesses who kind of want to get to that stage of 5, to 10 people and it's great for them to understand how it works so even you know i think sometimes we outsource and you get somebody and you're like i just just need it done i just want you to do the things but there's a real power in understanding the process and you know even being able to speak the language so even after you know being in the 12-month program they might still get somebody to come in and support 
but they understand why they're doing it and how they're doing it and what needs to be done as opposed to just take my money and figure it out and I hope that you get me some clients. Yeah. Yeah, and there would be lots of businesses exactly right. doing that, wouldn't yeah. there? Or people doing that. And they're, they're yeah. starting out, especially starting out. I see um, some small business starting out and they're just, I've got to have this and I've got to have that and, and all the bells and yeah. whistles and, and, I'm, you know, and I'm hiring a marketing person. I'm like, I've been in business 12 years. <laughs> you know, yes, that's my background, but I don't go hiring somebody each time. You know, there is a, yeah. yes. a DIY element that really helps you, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Now we have, as I mentioned, you've, you've said it a couple of times, um, brand, which I love. And, uh, I had the pleasure of being on your podcast, the how to do marketing show. And we talked about personal brand versus business brand. And you've mentioned that it's something that you see, um, a lot of small business struggle with because the owner really is so tied to the business. And of course I see this too, and, and we are small business owners ourselves. So we felt it. So why do you think that for business owners putting them, themselves forward is a challenge? Um, generally the challenges that, that small business owners will express around that are kind of twofold. The first is they are worried about the key person dependency of if they if they put themselves forward as a representative of the brand and a spokesperson of the brand, when the clients or the customers start pouring in, they're going to expect to work with that person. Um, and that scares them a bit and and quite rightly like you don't want you don't want to create a business where only the customers will only deal and ask with you you know that's that's that that they're 100% right to not want that outcome so that's one of the challenges that they they're worried about i would say a bigger challenge is that there's a lot of introverts who don't mm. feel comfortable putting themselves out there. They feel like that's an act of shameless self-promotion. Um, and I don't like the connotation of shameless. I don't like the phrase shameless self-promotion because it it kind of um, it, it insinuates that you should be shameful yes. of being a, a self-promoter. And I, I don't, don't think there's any shame in self-promotion like self-promotion there's research out there that actually shows that self-promotion can progress your career it can progress your opportunities um you know typically there's research out there that says that women don't tend to self-promote uh, you know or not as much as men and this disadvantages them them in business um and I think there's a lot of people uh, and, and maybe it's because they see other people out there who are who are perhaps a little bit narcissistic or who are yeah. perhaps a little bit over the top when it comes to their level of, of self-promotion, a little bit self-obsessed as opposed to being kind of generous and, and putting themselves forward with, you know, useful, valuable for leadership content. They're mm. getting up on their, their podium and they're just beating their chest and telling the world how good they are every five seconds and why the world should look at them and all the rest. And I think there's a, you know, human nature says, I don't want to be that person and yeah. I don't want to be perceived as that person. You know, that's not me. Um, 
So I think there's just there's those kind of two polar reasons that that a they they can't stand the idea of, of putting themselves forward, and and some people are just genuinely really shy. Like they don't. They, you, they, the last thing they want is to be on videos or out on podcast talking or have their photos in the brochure or on the website. Um, so they're they're generally the challenges that that I that I see from a lot of small business owners around that. Yeah, and I love what you said because I'm I do use the phrase uh, shameless self promotion because I own it because I'm like you know I'm all about it. Uh, but I love what you yeah. said. No, we should remove the word shameless though because it is it's such a powerful tool um and it's just yeah. it's just a you know fact of business that you are you are running the business and you are part of it and that people want to work with people and in small business it is and probably one of the challenges of why people aren't doing so much marketing is a lot of a lot of the client base is built on word of mouth and testimonials and and um referrals i mean and, and those yeah. actually they stay within the business i'm, I'm currently working with a client and, and they've got two on their website and I was like, oh, cool. Can I have all the others? And they were like, no, that's, that's it. And I was like, come on, you work with, I know you have a huge, like a lot of clients, where, where are the words about you? And they can be so powerful, can't they? Those, the, yeah. and I loved that you brought that up. It's, it's something that you do, that you go and talk to those businesses, clients, because sometimes it is hard to put um, the words around what, what we do or how we serve. And so yes. to get that from your audience, and sometimes it can be a really lovely exercise too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I've had some small businesses when I've said that I'm, you know, I want to speak to their clients or even like when we're working with with um, our clients and we say, right, time for the annual survey to find out how we're doing with your, your customers or your clients. And they're genuinely like, oh, my goodness, but what happens if we get negative feedback? What happens if... People tell, you know, tell us stuff that we don't want to hear. And I'm like, good, that's yes. great. Because wouldn't you rather know that and be able to address it than sit here ignorant to it and and know for a fact that if someone doesn't, if someone feels negatively about your business, they're out there spreading that message to the rest of the world. So wouldn't you rather know what the percentage of that is? Like it's so important to understand you know, how our customers and, and clients perceive us. Um, and so if we're getting that feedback, fantastic, you know, almost to the point where I'm disappointed if someone doesn't come back with an yes. idea for, you know, or a suggestion for improvement. <laughs> yes. Every time, every time I do something, I go out to the audience and go, right, what could I do better? Where can yes. I improve? What did you think? No, what did you really think? No, but like, think about it more. And like, I love <laughs> what you, did you really think? I love you. I love you. And you're like, I know you love me, but just tell me how I can be better. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. But yeah, tell me where I can improve. <laughs> and that's honestly, right. That was one of my takeaways from a you know three and a half year business degree. One of the things that stuck with me the most, I can picture it, is a complaint is a gift. A complaint yes. is a gift because it gives you the opportunity to recognize the gaps or recognize the issues and to improve. And you can turn that negative feedback or that disappointed customer into your most loyal customer by the way that you handle that and manage that. People want to be heard. If you can, if you can go, oh, I'm so sorry. That was a gap. We missed that. How can we make it better for you? Can you like, you know, if you yeah. think about those times where you've had a, you've been a bit disgruntled. And then what they do next, that's the thing. Did they give you a refund? Did they 
call you and apologize? Did they send you a note? Did they ignore you? You know, that speaks volumes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, yeah, a complaint is it, or feedback, we could call it as opposed to a complaint, but feedback is a gift. And 100%. the insights are so incredible and so powerful to move your business forward. And I love what I tell my clients is, you know, they are talking about you, whether you like it or not, you have a brand, um, you yes. just might not be in control of it. So even businesses, if they haven't worked on their brand, if they've, you know, if they haven't worked on their messaging and what they're trying to say, your customers are talking about you and they're, they're deciding for you if you're not yeah. taking control of that message. Yeah. And that's right. And I think like I, they're valid concerns because what, what the business owner is really conscious of there is that they don't, they don't want, you know, they've worked really hard for what they've they've built and they don't want to show up and, you know, be perceived as a narcissist or or um, represent the business in a in a you know less than um, ideal way. But it is for or they don't want to create that key person dependency, which totally, I totally get. But there is a way to do it, and and I'm sure that's exactly what you you show people to do. It is possible to create a brand and have the spokesperson or the person behind the brand. Look, you only have to look at Richard Branson. Like, who gets on a Virgin flight and goes, but I'm only going on if Richard Branson's flying the plane. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. who actually goes to go and buy their phone and goes, well, oh, Steve Jobs isn't around anymore, so... I'm not buying the phone. Like I want it. I want to buy that directly off Steve Jobs. You know, it's Bill Gates is not installing the Bloom and Microsoft software on your computer. Like it's possible to build that independently. It's just the way that that you do that. And there's there's beautiful ways that you can do do it that obviously can be unique and customized to the type of person that you know that sits behind the brand. I love that, Jane. And we will very. Um you know, nicely segue to our episode of personal brand versus business brand. We'll put the link in the show notes to uh, your podcast. But yes. tell me, is there anything that our audience can, you know, just some an actionable tips? I think they can have a think about today. And we've given, I think we've given some really good insights throughout, but something that they can take away today to start looking at their marketing as it is. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Um, always. <laughs> always an opportunity to look to see where you can um, do better. Um, okay, what I would, if if you feel like that you, you possibly are running your marketing in a tactical fashion, so if you feel like you're kind of just doing Facebook for the sake of doing Facebook, you're doing Instagram for the sake of doing, doing Instagram, if you feel like you're not getting the response that, mm. that you need, um, or you feel like you're kind of really busy being busy with your marketing and you can't really understand how that's actually progressing your, your business, um, I think the first thing to do is to just stop and think about first and foremost, what for the next 12 months, what is my business priority? Mm. What is it that my business needs to do? And if you can identify just one thing, don't write 10 things, like just one thing, what is it that you want to achieve in your business over the next 12 months? Now, that might be we need to increase our profit. We just need to get more customers in the door. 
be specific. You know, we need another, as you were saying before, we need another 10 clients per month to be able to reach our financial goals. Um, our brand is rubbish. Nobody knows who we are. We really need to amplify our brand. Just, just one thing. And then sit back and, and think, okay, is the marketing that I'm doing, how is the marketing that we're busy being busy with helping us achieve that goal? And if you that. can't answer that, it's it's time to start thinking about how you can approach your marketing more strategically. Oh, I love it. And I think for some people this space is just overwhelming. And like you said, we we did a degree in it, <laughs> you know, and, and it was, it did, I, I, I hope that it's changed because it did really speak to that more corporate side and it didn't address what a small business is going through and um, the, that the strategy is different and that it does need to be more focused and it does need to be, it's going to be individual. There's no, there's no cookie cutter. There's, there's obviously, but it, it it needs to be what's going to work for you and what are the goals that you want to achieve, not what, you know, your competitor over here or this guy over there, or, you know, your friend is doing, what do you want? It's such a question we don't really ask ourselves, do we? No, no, no. Well, I think it's very, it's very easy as the business owner because we're business owners ourselves. This, this, I'm guilty of this as well. You're so entrenched. You're so in the forest. You're in the weeds. You know, you are, you know, sleeves rolled up and you are in the reeds a lot of the time. Um, so to actually stop, elevate yourself out of the reeds, get in the co- company helicopter that I'm sure Richard Branson has and we don't, yes. um, and get above it to look at it from a more strategic and bigger picture, um, you know, that's hard. We all do that in business and that's just not just marketing. That's your people, your culture, your fight. You know, there's so yeah. many reasons to actually lift yourself out of the reeds so that you can get a better perspective as to what you're doing and why. Um, and I think that's that's something we need to do more often. I love it. And if people are ready to sort of get that support and start looking at get jump in the helicopter with Jane, tell us a little bit about <laughs> what they're going to get in the you know what's going to happen in the How to Do Marketing Academy, which I love that name. I feel like you know like a cadet signing up. <laughs> I know. I almost feel like that should be something that um, that Richard Branson would be interested in, the academy, the flight academy, the, the, the business academy. Um, okay. So, yes, very exciting. Our new academy launches in October. Um, we have so much jam-packed into this um, version of, of the academy Uh, We have marketing experts, of course, of which you are one. So we have monthly marketing experts. We have monthly um, accountability and coaching calls with myself. That is where we use our measurement spreadsheet templates and we check in with each other once once a month to make sure that you're you're on track. Uh, Before all of the the monthlies kick off, we have a strategic planning session with myself. Mm -hmm. That's one-on-one. We actually have another two planning sessions throughout the year where we can regroup and make sure we're on track because a lot of the time when we're just starting marketing for the first time, it's a little bit of trial and error and guesswork Mm -hmm. as we kind of really hone in on on what works best for you. So we have checkpoints to make sure that that we're doing 
um, the right thing. Um, there's marketing workshops um, with myself where we will literally roll up our sleeves and get into the to the trenches onto the into those marketing tactics. That's um, so there's good. Friday night drinks. There's a Facebook group. Um, all sorts of little bonus and um, delights, surprise and delights. Um, so social media support, a lot of small businesses like just to mm. try and get their head around um, the, the different functionalities and particularly when you start getting into Facebook advertising and that sort of stuff, it's always good to have someone that you can ask um, technical questions or, or help you through some, the learning of that. Um, so, yes, lots, lots and lots and lots happening over the next 12 months in the next round of the Academy. I love it. Well, you had me at drinks, but uh, you also had me at the, uh, <laughs> you've always got me at drinks, Jane. You and I love yeah. a wine. Uh, but too, I also love the work, like the doing the work. That's so important. Like you are going to actually in this program, you're going to do the work and you're going to have the yeah. accountability. You're going to have that support yes. and you're not alone. And just having, you know, you're having Jane marketing expert in your pocket. Like how good is that? Yes. Literally. Yeah, and, and, and surrounded by other like-minded small businesses who are all in the same boat. I love it. Awesome. Well, we'll have those uh, links in, in the show notes, but tell us quickly as well, how can people contact you and see your fabulousness? <laughs> fabulousness. Uh, well, you can go to howtodomarketing.com.au. All the details about the Academy are there. You can also access episodes of the podcast there as well. Um, on Instagram, you can find us at, at How to Do Marketing Academy and Facebook at How to Do Marketing. And honestly, do follow Jane because she's so generous with her tips and her advice. And she's this wonderful thing that I'm meant to be stealing, which is every Friday she shares what she's been learning. And I just <laughs> love seeing it. I know Jane's on when you got, got your lippy and the earrings. And I'm like, there's Jane. What's she going to tell me this What's week? Learned this week? <laughs> I Thanks, love it. Sam. Thank you for your generosity and, and words of wisdom. And um, yeah, just a pleasure, pleasure getting to chat brand and marketing and all the good things with you. Oh, ditto. I've loved it. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Live and Love Your Brand. I'm so grateful that you've shared your time by listening today. That means so much to me. And if you're loving what you're learning, I would be so appreciative if you'd leave a review, rate this podcast and subscribe. It really shows me that you care, but it also helps other listeners to find us too. Again, please be sure to connect with me. I love hearing from you and getting to know your story. You can connect with me on Instagram at lovelycoms, Facebook, Lovely Communications, and please do join the gorgeous community, Live and Love Your Brand, our Facebook group. Or if you're ready to take action now and want to improve how you show up in the world with your brand, then head on over to lovelycommunications.com. Again, lovely is L-O-V-E-L-L-Y, communications.com, to learn how you can work with me. My clients have gone on to experience opportunities that they could never have dreamed of. From starting businesses to taking leadership in their own life, they have found the confidence to stand in who they are and to go wholeheartedly after what they truly want in life. And I want that for you too. If you're ready to invest in yourself and reconnect with who you are, then let's chat. Thank you again for listening. Now go into the world and share the beauty that is the uniqueness of you. Catch you next week, lovely.